What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 217 of the Massive Breakdown Podcast. We're coming to you on a Friday morning, actually. Uh, had a buddy in town last night who was uh, visiting from Colorado for his sister's wedding. Went out and got some drinks, and uh, I can tell you I feel like I'm regretting it a lot right now, but we're going to soldier soldier through this podcast episode anyways. We have a really neat episode for you. Uh, we've been pulling a bunch of usage number statistics in the last couple episodes talking about different things. Uh, we figured we were going kind of going to do like a state of the meta type thing, so we're going to break down the usage numbers for pretty much all the weapons, the weapon classes, you know, everything that you could possibly want to know about what people are using. Uh, but first, let's get the introductions out of the way. As always, I'm your host, Mercules, joined this morning by Kit Gutcha. How are you doing this morning, Kit? Hopefully better than me. Uh, well, Mercules, I am doing fantastic. Uh, I I did have some coffee last night because I had planned on recording, and uh, um, so I definitely stayed up and watched Loki, and uh, then I'm uh, I never, I never got around to watching Lost in Space when that when that came out as a TV show. So I'm watching that right now, and uh, definitely went to bed uh, as if I had recorded <laughs> last night. But <laughs> uh, but I'm good. I'm good this morning. Uh, I am totally sober. So I mean, I'm totally sober at this point. It's just I'm feeling the repercussions of having not been yeah. totally sober last night. So yeah, Ugh. fortunately, no pain for me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about some weapon numbers, but first, uh, just a brief bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Um, so we do have, uh, two new patrons to thank, uh, two new, two folks joining the, uh, the hundred patrons train this month. Uh, we've just got about, uh, about a week left until, those uh, 100 patrons celebration rewards become unavailable to any future subscribers. So if you are eyeing that that sweet, sweet art and you want to get your hands on some, you got to do it now. And if you don't, I mean, I guess you're, I guess you're all set. So uh, first off, though, a big thank you to ZenSoCal, Shazzle, A Solitary Bird, and all of our ongoing uh, patrons, we really appreciate you. And please give a warm welcome to new patrons in Dimarays93. Thank you for your pledge. And Finisher, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate both of you uh, and your generosity to us, as we do uh, everyone who's been so generous to us uh, as we as we do this podcast. And that's it from the patrons corner do we have uh any reviews to read out this week nope luckily for you guys the listeners we don't have any reviews this week so uh just remember if you guys would like to leave us a review on apple podcast or really wherever it is that you listen to your podcast uh we only actively track apple podcast though uh we'll read it out and give you a personalized shout out a little thank you on, on air um if you do, if you are international, it is usually best to send us a message to let us know that you left a review because our aggregator does not update daily. It updates, I think, like bi-monthly or something. And so we might get to it a little bit later. Uh, so if you're expecting to hear your review and you're from like Sweden or something and you don't hear it, uh, it is because unfortunately, for some reason, Apple Podcasts only allows us to see American reviews on like the actual app uh, and we have to use an aggregator for international ones. So that's the reason why. But other than that, uh, I think we're pretty much done with the housekeeping. Brief interruption. Uh, so we do we do have uh, what what feels like a review that came in via Patreon. So I just want to read that one out. Okay, that's fair. Real quick. So this is from Deacon, uh, one of our one of our newer patrons. Uh, he, Deacon writes, uh, "Hey friends, just wanted to reach out and thank you for all the work that you do. Making podcasts is something that only seems easy at a glance. Just talking to mics and record it." But this is a large amount of work when you aspire to do it well, from technical requirements to scheduling times to record to putting it all together in post. I greatly admire your commitment to massive breakdowns over the 200 plus episodes you've done so far. Thank you sincerely. As a Destiny dad who has dwindling spare time to commit to gaming, I rely heavily on your expertise when making decisions about the weapons I pursue in Destiny 2. Uh, after... Lurking in the Discord and listening to the podcast for a long time, I'm happy to contribute now at a level that I was not previously able to. Long live massive breakdowns. Come for the Destiny weapon breakdowns. Stay for the detailed Star Wars siegs. This is the way. Cheers, Deacon. That is that is actually an excellent review. Um, I, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it, that, that one really, 
that one really hit me hit me in a nice in a nice place. So I just I just wanted to say thank you so much, Deacon, for the kind words. Really appreciate it. And someone someone said to us on Twitter that they were listening to Beneath Twin Sons while they were like, what were they? They were in the kitchen or something. Cooking, like that. yeah, I think something else, yeah. And they were listening to Beneath Twin Sons. It's a cooking <laughs> show now. Um, yeah. So uh, so there's that, and I think in record time we are ready to dive in to some numbers. Sub five minutes on this one. Good for us, guys. Good for us. All right, so. Long story short, what we're going to do here, we've been pulling usage numbers for, you know, for a long time. And in particular, the last couple episodes, we've been using them a little bit more. And people are always asking us, like, they ask us more questions about the usage numbers on Twitter and in the Discord. Uh, so basically what we did is we went to Destiny Tracker. We pulled the usage numbers for the top 100 guns. Uh, that is the most equipped weapons and then the weapons that get the most kills, right? And now we filtered them down. We've got a little spreadsheet. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to go over each class of weapon. Uh, say, for example, hand cannons will point out which hand cannons uh, are in the top 100, what rank they are, how much usage, how many kills they're getting, and we'll kind of aggregate this whole thing. So it will give you a nice breakdown of what the actual meta is. Now, it's important to note that we're doing this for competitive PvP, which on Destiny Tracker includes the competitive playlist and Trials of Osiris, right? We're not really doing this for 6v6, which would be like Iron Banner and Control, uh, because wins don't really matter in those playlists so people kind of use more of what they want whereas in competitive and trials of osiris wins do matter so you're much more likely to use what you think gives you the best advantage so we think it's a more fair representation of what the actual meta shakes out to be so that being said the number one most used gun and also the gun with the most kills in the game can anyone guess can anyone guess what the number one most used gun is spoilers it's fell winners lie to literally nobody's surprised so that means the best place to start is probably with shotguns. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and filter this down to just shotguns. And let's see who can guess how many shotguns are actually in the top 100. It's a five seconds. It's a surprising, but also not surprising number. Uh, 14 shotguns in the top 100. Yeah. So, and they are heavily weighted uh into the top 50 uh, out of the top 50 there's one two, eight there's right 10 is ten. it 10 bell winters reese walker found verdict chaperone astral horizon seventh seraph toil and trouble nine. duality and retold tale there's yeah, th- nine. there's nine of them the top. Yep. so if you average together the two numbers we came up <laughs> with there <laughs> yeah so there's nine shotguns in the top 50 right which is an extraordinary amount and and those are overwhelmingly um aggressive shotguns as well uh, yeah. So to- Toil and Trouble, Astral Horizon, Found Verdict, Felwinter's Lie, all aggressive shotguns. Um, Reese Walker making a surprise appearance up at number seven. People really? people like their lightweights. Uh, they they like that that run and gun. Now you do have to get right up in somebody's face with Reese Walker to get the one shot, but you can double tap with it. And if you're if you're running your your double scavs and everything, uh, I mean there, there's. There's every possibility that maybe you can't main it, but you can certainly keep it up a large percentage of the time. Right. And then if you're looking for uh, the most used exotic, I think to nobody's surprise, it is the chaperone. Yeah. Um, sitting sitting at rank 11, uh, the usage is about 2.37%, kills about 2.2%. Uh, or sorry, uh, the usage is 1.82%, kills are 1.9%. Headshots... 2.52% of all headshots come from Chaperone, so <laughs> good for that. Much higher than most other shotguns. Uh, the only other slug, I believe, that's sitting in there is Sojourner's Tail down at 65 and then first in, last out, all the way down at 88. Um, so slug shotguns not nearly as popular as their aggressive brothers. Unless you count duality at 45 with, uh, with roughly half a percentage of usage and kills. Um. So, I mean, duality, you can, you can kind of count either way, but uh, I count it as a slug because that's, I think that's the ideal usage is as a slug. I'm actually surprised to see duality so low down at 44. I mean, I know that it's an exotic and right now we have so many good legendary aggressive options, but duality is a very, very good gun. It's honestly, I think it's because it's a slug 
and its prime competition is the Chaperone. Which, you know, if you are really good at using slugs, probably the Chaperone is your is your best friend. Um, duality is more of the the everyman's uh, slug shotgun in terms of an exotic choice, because it gives you that that panic button. Um, yeah, so that's I, I, again, I think not a ton of surprises with uh, with shotguns here. Are, are, are there? I mean, are there any things at all? What I'm su- surprised to see is that like Mindbender's ambition is still in the top 100 sitting down at 84 uh <laughs> considering it's entirely sunset but i i guess some people got a role they really like and they want to keep using it even in competitive pvp you know uh if it's not light enabled i mean why not right so i think survi- survival is still propping up a few of those a few of those weapons um yeah but otherwise i don't think uh i don't think any any major surprises from shotguns here? It's pretty much all of the usual suspects, all the weapons you see in your kill feed every day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little surprised with how much representation there is. Now, granted, if we had narrowed this down to like just the top 50 instead of the top 100, there would have been less representation, right? But I'm a little bit surprised that you've got, you know, you've got six aggressives, you've got three slugs, you've got duality, you've got two lightweights, you've got a precision. Right, like you've actually got a, a little bit. The only thing that's not represented, I think, at least by one, uh, is the rapid fire frames. I don't believe that there's a rapid fire frame in the in the top 100 here, which is not to me. It's not really surprising. Rapid fires aren't really for PvP; they're more for PVE. Yeah, uh, I'm. I guess I'm not super surprised. Um, these are all archetypes that, at one point or another, have been pretty popular, at least among a certain subset of the population for PvP. Uh, there was a day when when precisions were the shotgun to go with um, for their their consistent delivery of one hit kills, uh, and aggressives have been very dominant for a long time. Lightweights again appeal to a, a certain type of player who's highly mobile and able to close distances really quickly. Uh, and the slugs, you know, again appeal to a certain subset of the population who uh, can hit those crits those uh, those crits with. Uh, just a really frustrating level of consistency. Well, it helps that they have basically arbalist levels of aim assist. Oh yeah, uh, with with chaperone, but it just the range is so much less that people don't get quite as frustrated by it. But uh, yeah, the the aim assist on precision, I say, doing air quotes, uh, precision weapons in Destiny is, is is quite quite frustrating uh, to me, right? Because it, it it really rewards near misses, I think, a little bit more than it should. And Chaperone is a prime example of that. Arbalist was perhaps the worst offender ever to have that, but even snipers at the current point in time just have ridiculous amounts of aim assist. Occluded finality, uh, especially, is really egregious, where you're fully missing their head and it's counting as a crit. But that's a that's a discussion for another time. Uh, that's a discussion for maybe a Mercules and Kit to take the reins and change everything in the PvP sandbox. So, <laughs> so shotguns were number one. Right. Uh, can anybody guess what's going to be number two in usage behind shotguns? It's actually kind of, it actually is more usage than shotguns. It's just not the most used thing. But yes, it is hand cannons. Hand cannons have a resounding 17 weapons represented in the top 100. Of that, I believe 14 of those are in the top 50. So you've got, you know, between shotguns and hand cannons, you have, what, 23 of the top 50 weapons represented are either shotguns or hand cannons. I yeah. mean, it's really, really insane how heavily weighted uh, the meta is towards basically two classes of weapons, right? Making up almost 50% of the top 50 most used weapons. So and anybody want to guess what the most used hand cannon is? Well, now, here's there's a question, right? Um, because boy, pe- people can guess, right? Okay, they've had their five seconds. So the question here is, um, do you count Igneous Hammer Adept and plain old regular Igneous Hammer as one? Because if so, I think they actually would combine to be the most used weapon, more even than Felwinters. That is true, actually. That is true, yeah. For both usage and kills, although it's, it's, it's still close. Like, it's not an overwhelming lead. Felwinters is right there with them, but... Uh, but combined, they do 
in in usage come out on top by almost a full percentage point, I believe. And then in kills, I think it's actually more than that. Yeah, in, in kills, it's like 2% or one and a half. 7.08% by itself, 6.7% with kills. Uh, Igneous Hammer Adept is 4.38% in usage, 4.64% in kills. And then the Igneous Hammer Plane is 361 and 3.83. So yeah, if you add those two together, it actually is the most used and most killed gun, which is pretty neat. Uh, if you don't, if you count them as separate, then Steady Hand takes the cake because Steady Hand has 5.13% usage and 5.35% kills. Uh, so Steady Hand is up there. Regardless, moral of the story is yeah. uh, the 120 hand cannons specifically are just unbelievably heavily represented. Three uh, Steady Hand, yeah. Three three out of ten slots in the top ten. Uh, 17, well, there's 17 hand cannons overall, right? But those 120s are just the winners. And then you've got bottom dollar too, which still, still makes the top 20. But you can tell people aren't playing Gambit. <laughs> no, no, nobody likes Gambit. I, I was looking at my, uh, my seasonal challenges the other day and I was like, man, I really have a lot of seasonal challenges I haven't done. And I went back and I haven't done the Gambit challenges or the Vanguard challenges at all. I'm saving those both for the last week. So every single week, I've got all the challenges done except for the Gambit and the Vanguard ones. And I'm just like <laughs> saving those up for the very end of the season where I'm going to do them all at once. But Yeah, uh, it's it's struggle. Um, but yeah, so the Steady Hand, Igneous Hammer Adept, Igneous Hammer Legendary, um, or just non-adept, excuse me, they're both legendary. Uh, and then you've got the last word, it's the top exotic hand cannon coming in at 10th. Um, you've got True Prophecy at number 12, Ace of Spades at number 13, Crimson at number, f- I mean, it's just the top 20 is basically just hand cannon, something else, hand cannon, something else. It just goes. Sometimes hand cannon, hand cannon, you get, cause then you've got Crimson, you've got Bottom Dollar, Survivor's Epitaph actually making it there. Um, probably because they're dropping like candy. You can't. You can't play yeah. Destiny without tripping over a Survivor's Epitaph. Feels and there's, like. there's some good there's some good roles in there. Despite the archetype being weak, there's some good roles in Survivor's yep. Epitaph. Uh, shout out to our previous episode. I think it was maybe like 215 or something where we broke that down. Uh, so go listen to that if you want to know what roles you're looking for. But really the takeaway here is that should be uh, the top like six legendary hand cannons. Or the top five legendary hand cannons are all uh, 120s. <laughs> yeah. And then you get Survivor's Epitaph. And then you start to filter in a couple of more. Uh, a couple more legendary hand cans. You get Fatebringer, you get Dire Promise, the two palindromes, and I mean, really, the exotic hand cans are very well rep- represented as well. They are right? like not only do you have the last word Ace of Spades and Crimson all within the top twenty, which is pretty impressive. Crimson also, by the way, criminally underrated for controller players. Like super, super, super strong, very good gun. Uh, but then down outside of the top twenty, you've got Sturm at twenty eight, Thorn at thirty three, Hawkmoon at forty two. And even Sunshots in down at 85. So, I mean, just across the board, you've got every archetype of hand cannon represented. Uh, 120 is obviously the most heavily. Uh, 140s next. Uh, but you've even got, you know, the sole remaining 150 and one 180 showing up in there. But, I mean, geez, guys, 17. 17 out of the top 100 are hand cannons. That's, that's a lot of hand cannons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was just curious, just looking at the 120s to to see what it is that people are using as far as perks. Like, what are the dominant choices? Um, and so we've got, just looking at the top three choices for uh, the 120 hand cannons. And uh, so you've got the steady hand. Now, the steady hand has um, sights and not barrels. So... Uh, it's a little different than Igneous Hammer, but actually not also not that different. So like the top perks for each column would be Steady Hand, Ricochet Rounds, boy, that's a big surprise, uh, mm-hmm. Quick Draw, and Swashbuckler. Still. Quick Draw still, even after the uh, Quick Draw nerf. Yep. Um, although Outlaw comes a very close second in that same column with Quick Draw, and then Snapshot Sight's actually uh, a more distant but still well represented second to Swashbuckler. 
Um, and then uh, in the in the sites column, fast draw is also pretty popular, which is not too surprising. It gives a big handling buff and also a little bit of stability, um, while steady hand gives gives a more even handling and stability buff. So not too surprising to see those two dominating. Uh, over on igneous hammer, um, again ricochet rounds. Regardless if it's it's the adept, it's the regular ricochet rounds in the magazine column is just absolutely like by almost 10% the most popular choice. So just don't even think about anything else in that column. Uh, now, on the barrels, uh, there, there's a bit more variety. Uh, we see hammer forged, we see corkscrew, we see small bore. Uh, these are all within a couple of percentage points of each other. Um, so all pretty popular for the barrels. Uh, and then quick draw. Quick draw, very, very popular. Um, with rapid hit, almost, almost identical. Rapid hit is more popular on the regular one. Quick draw, more popular on the adept. But it's it's so close in both cases that it could just be like, you know, when <laughs> when do you check the stats? And it may vary. Because um, they're, they're literally at like 25.4 and 25.6 on the regular... 25.6 and, and 24 on the Adept. So. That's what they said on Firing Range, right? They were like, Quick Draw was the most used perk across, you know, in its given slot, it was the most chosen perk across all weapon types. They said even after the nerf, it's still like the third most popular perk in the entire game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it, being able to get your weapon out quickly is really what you always wanted from it. And that's very useful. Now in that final column on Igneous, I just want to, because this, this one is like an absolute landslide rampage. On the regular, it's 47% of people using it are using rampage. And on the adept, 42% of people with the adept igneous hammer are using rampage. Not super surprising. There's, I mean, given what's available in that column, rampage is a, a huge and obvious choice. Two tapping people just always the way to go and you don't have to reload to do it which thank goodness because <laughs> no perk he, he even outlaw is like relatively slow compared to uh some other guns on these these hand cannons yeah i mean it's uh it's to nobody's surprise that something that enables you to two tap and something that enables you to draw your weapon and something that gives you more range and stability is going to be super popular. I think uh, yeah. I think that's about the most predictable thing uh, that we're going to talk about today, other than the fact that Felwinter's Lie was number one, and <laughs> 128 hands were number two. Yeah. So if you guys were wondering what the meta was, which I don't think anybody could possibly be wondering what the meta was, but if you wanted the numbers to back it up when you were arguing with people in Discord or when you were arguing with people on Twitter, now you have them. Uh, next up, the, the third... I guess it's technically the fourth most used weapon. Yeah. But it is uh it is the first unique weapon, I guess, that we're gonna see. Dead Man's Tail, man. Coming in at a, a very strong four point two usage, but getting five point one percent of the kills. Now if you if you what I think is crazy, if you break it down looking at what platforms weapons are popular on, the Dead Man's Tail numbers are coming almost entirely from pc it does it yeah. is not in the top 10 on console it is i, I think it might be in the top 20 depending yeah. on the day um but it is very much i think it's actually it might actually be the most used most kills weapon on pc right now um so just just and that's a huge... coming almost entirely from mouse and keyboard too. Oh it's yeah, it's not even like controller players on PC are using it. It's just mouse and keyboard yeah. players on PC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it is uh, kind of this huge like tilt where it's just a, a very small subset of the population is taking this gun and just doing bad things with it. Um, and the the usage at four point two, but then the kill percentage f over five percent, five point one three percent. It is very much outperforming its usage and in a way that is much bigger than most other guns. 
Yeah, and, and basically what that's showing is that the people who are using it are extremely effective with it. Whereas when you look at something like Felwinters, uh, the usage numbers and the kills are like very close to each other. And in fact, the kills are a little bit under, right? So Felwinters has 7% usage, but only 6.8% kills. So, you know, it's, it's showing that a lot of people are using it, but maybe not everyone is as effective as they should be with it. Um, whereas, you know, Dead Man's Tale is like the polar opposite. It's just like, you know, usage is here and then bam, kills his way up there, which I think everybody on PC knows, right? The, the hip fire on PC is just ridiculously strong. Uh, yeah. On controller, it's nowhere near as powerful. The aim assist is so wonky that you're way less likely to be hitting the three taps, but on PC, if you're using mouse and keyboard, it's a, it's a near guarantee. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, Scout Rifles as a whole, though, outside of Dead Man's Tale, not particularly well represented. Uh, I believe there's there's seven of them total in the top 100. Uh, there's only two in the top 50. Dead Man's Tale, of course, at four, but Dead Man's Tale is entirely unique, right? Like, it doesn't really represent any real uh, Scout Rifle archetype. Uh, the first one that does is Mida, which is down at 34 with a 0.68% usage and 0.75% kills. And then the Jade Rabbit at 52, 0.4% usage, 0.43% kills. Uh, and then it really just falls off a cliff. You've got Nightwatch, Vision of Confluence, Trusty, Hung Jury. So legendary scout rifles are, are basically non-existent um, in the top, you know, in the top 50, they literally don't exist. In the top 100, there's only four of them. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is, again, probably to no one's surprise, but it just it just sort of confirms, I think, what, you know, what a lot of people's experience has been, which is that scout rifles, aside from Dead Man's Tale, which, as you said, is a very unique case, uh, as are all of the text Mechanica guns, uh, not really, not really well suited to PvP at present. I think is the nicest way I can put it. Doesn't help that all of our maps are tiny. Yeah. Um, what is nice is to see that against each other, comparatively, like they're pretty decent. Obviously, let's toss Dead Man's Tail out because it's unique, right? But you've got uh, Mida and Nightwatch representing uh, lightweights. You've got Jade Rabbit and Vision of Confluence representing the high impacts. You've got Trusty for the rapid fires, and you've got Hung Jury for the precisions. So it's actually actually a relatively even split across the archetypes for scout rifles. Um, it just is that all the archetypes compared to the rest of the meta are considerably weaker uh, in in the average player's hands, and so they just don't see a ton of use. You know, I love my trustee; I'll stand by it. Um, but with maps the size they are, with the meta having 120 hand cans competing with you on range, uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of hard to justify it in a competitive environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as we continue to work through uh, the top 10 and, uh, and then the rest of the archetypes that they represent, I wonder if anyone can guess what's next, right? We've had shotguns. We've had 120 hand cannons. We had Dead Man's Tail given scout rifles a surprise showing. Yeah. Um, so what, what is left um, and basically that question is, what else do you pair with a hand cannon if you don't want to use a shotgun? Boy, that's not a big hint. I don't know what is. Drumroll, it's Adored and the Legendary Sniper Rifles. Mm -hmm. Of which they actually have a, they act, they have a pretty solid showing. Oh, yeah. Uh, comparatively. Um, you got Adored, Frozen Orbit, Eye of Soul, all in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, for usage. Adored is number six. Frozen Orbit is number eight. Eye of Souls number nine. There's a bit of a drop to the next sniper, uh, which is Occluded Finality, down at 24. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the Eye of Soul Adept as well, which is at 31. But you can really pair those numbers in probably with just the normal Eye of Soul. Uh, you've got the Yuzume, uh, which is way down at 56. Uh, and then we finally have an exotic that makes a showing, which is Cloud Strike, actually the only exotic sniper in the list in the top 100. Uh, you got Succession, Praise Revenge, the two raid snipers. Then Long Shadow, for some reason, down at 69. Giggity. And then Revoker, <laughs> still bringing up the rear. Still in the top 100 at 72, not even really that low. Yeah. Uh, so snipers are snipers are holding their own, even even with uh, shotguns and hand cannons making up. Well, of course, you know, hand cannons don't really compete with snipers because you use a hand cannon and a sniper. 
yeah. um, shotguns do. And shotguns do have an overwhelming uh, numerical advantage in terms of usage and in terms of number in the top 100. But I feel like sniper rifles are doing quite well for themselves. They absolutely are. Um, and you can definitely see, I think, uh, what I would consider a fairly healthy mix between them and shotguns. Um, and th- those are pretty much always have been and probably always will be and, and I think probably always should be the top two most popular special weapons. Um, shotguns, you know, and I think you've talked about this on multiple occasions, but it's important for those to be the most popular special weapon in Destiny, especially given the way Destiny is set up to work right now um, because they're extremely easy to use. They're very rewarding when you do use them, but they also give you a, a clear punishment when you've made a mistake. Um, and so I think it's something that anyone can pick up and can go and have fun with. Um, but it's also a weapon that can certainly lead you to learn how to use your movement abilities, um, which may lead you to different playstyles down the road if you, uh, if you continue on that path. Uh, and those are obviously balanced at the far end by sniper rifles, which are their, their diametric opposite. Instead of aiming for the body, you, you really need to hit the, the head. You want to be almost as far away as you can be. In most situations, barring the uh, the quick snipes, but those are those are an advanced skill, right? Those are not for most of us. Those are for a very specific type of player who has dedicated their life to uh, just absolutely shutting people down. Um, so I think it's uh, I think it's great to see that the sandbox, while certainly tilted in in one direction, is at least uh, has a bit of balance right now. Shotgun's dominant, but not so dominant that snipers aren't also making a pretty fair representation. So I should have brought these numbers up uh, before, right? Like the total usage and total kills for these guns. So just so you guys are aware, the top 100 guns in the game account for 90% of the usage and the kills in the game, right? So there are guns other than the top 100 guns, but every other gun in the game that's outside of the top 100 only accounts for 10% total of the usage and kills. So shotguns, just shotguns that are in the top 100, account for 19.6% of the usage and 18.6% of the kills in the game, right? Um, Now, hand cannons, it's an even greater amount. Hand cannons account for 28.9% of the usage and 30.9% of the kills in game. So between hand cannons and shotguns, you've pretty much got 50% of the usage and 50% of the kills endgame coming from just those two archetypes of weapons now scout rifles on the other hand even with dmt scout rifles make up 6.2 percent of the usage and 7.1 percent and that kill disparity is pretty much just because of dmt yeah right so you've got that now let's look at snipers which are actually in a much healthier place comparatively snipers make up 12 percent of the usage but they only make up 10.8 percent of the kills so most people who have a sniper equipped i, I shouldn't say that so People who have snipers equipped are more likely to underperform. They are equipping a weapon, but they're not necessarily getting an equivalent amount of kills with it, right? Whereas hand cannons, you're like stepping up. Shotguns, it's kind of even. Shotguns actually underperform a little bit. Snipers are the same. Snipers is actually, I think, a more uh, noticeable difference, right? So 12% of the usage, 10.8% of the kills. That sort of doesn't surprise me, though. Um, Snipers are, like shotguns, a weapon where when, when you're making your shots super rewarding but very easy to make mistakes very easy to get punished for those mistakes and that i think is what what separates uh special weapons from primaries and what should separate them is that a primary weapon um is much more ideally something that you should be using right in the majority of encounters and that allows you to perhaps deal with mistakes that you've made um, especially with a sniper, right? If you can, if you realize you've been caught out, you've whiffed your shots, you're going to swap to your hand cannon to, uh, to deal with whoever's rushing you in most situations. So I'm not surprised that snipers underperform. Um, missing a shot on the sniper is just super punishing. Uh, do you want to go over the perks for snipers as well for like maybe for frozen orbit and for, uh, Brave soul. Um, I can yeah I can pop those up if need be. Yeah, I think we I think we ought to. 
And again, we didn't we didn't talk about the perks for Felwinters because it's fixed roll. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and not that complicated. We didn't we, and we aren't gonna obviously talk about them for Adored because again it's a fixed roll. You get what you get. Um so for Frozen Orbit, uh the community average rolls, uh you can see that people are all liking uh handling here. So arrowhead break, which gives plus ten to handling. Uh, corkscrew rifling gives plus five to handling. Fluted barrel gives plus fifteen to handling. Those are the top three. They're all pretty even with each other. Uh, fluted barrels at fourteen point seven. Arrowheads at uh, fifteen point eight. Uh, so you can see people are really preferring handling. Um, for the magazine perks, uh, you got accurized rounds increasing the range and tactical mag. Uh, accurized rounds at twenty five point eight percent. Tactical mag at twenty point seven percent. Uh, the next closest one is a pendant mag and 19.2, and then it falls off hard. Uh, steady rounds, extended mag, flared magwell, alloy mag, all at 10% or less usage, right? So you can see that in this one, it seems that people really want uh, range, and if they can't get range, they want to bump that magazine up uh, one more spot from three to four. Um, in terms of traits, it's a pretty even split between no distractions, post buff, definitely a, a noticeably better perk. Killing Wind and Moving Target. Uh, and then it's a heavy fall off to Triple Tap, which is almost entirely a PvE perk uh, and whatever else is left in that slot. And then the last slot, <laughs> there's really only one one option apparently, and it's uh, Snapshot Sites at 28.5%. Then a heavy fall off uh, to Vorpal Weapon and Quick Draw and Opening Shot, which I'm actually surprised with. Uh, I think Opening Shot would be a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, so for Frozen Orbit, it's... Uh, it's pretty clear what what people are looking for, and it's a uh, snappy, high handling guns with decent range, and uh, and less flinch if they can get it. So the story is pretty similar for Eye of Soul. Um, now I'm I'm gonna kind of uh, talk about Eye of Soul and Eye of Soul Adept at the same time, even though they they are a little different. And I think you know it's part of that is that a, a different group of people have the adept versus the regular, um, but a lot of the perks are the same. So uh, there's actually quite a bit of variance in uh, in the barrel perks that people are choosing. But again, definitely seeing a, a general lean toward favoring handling. So arrowhead break, overall quite popular. Fluted barrel, overall quite popular on both. Uh, and then corkscrew rifling, which is kind of a more general... A uh, small buff to range, stability, and handling, also quite popular. Uh, and then, uh, perhaps just because it was the best choice they had, uh, Hammer Forged actually coming in fourth on both versions of the gun, um, but noticeably behind the uh, the first three. In the magazine column, uh, Accurized Rounds is far and away the most popular choice. Tactical mag takes a, a distant, distant second by roughly 10%, almost 10% on both versions of the gun. So it's accurized rounds that, that people are liking there. Uh, now, in the first trait column, there's actually a lot of competition, a lot of variety in terms of what people are liking. And the difference here, the least popular perk, um, and I'm going to talk about the Adept because that's where I see the most variety. The least popular choice is at 14.2%. The most popular is at 15.8%. So very, very close, especially on the Adept in the choices that people are making. Uh, most popular is No Distractions at 15.8%. Second is Moving Target, 15.7%. Uh, surplus, actually is seeing a lot of usage, 14.9%. And then Killing Wind at 14.8%. I'm sorry, excuse me, I think I said four before. Actually, five perks very close together because Tunnel Vision also at 14.2%. Close enough to, I think, deserve a mention. So on the Adept version of Eye of Soul, the, the community has not made up its mind on what the best perk is. Or maybe people are just rolling with what they have because they don't, they didn't get enough rolls to uh, to really make a different choice. So big, big variety on the 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 vanilla version of Eye of Soul, though. It's actually a perk I haven't mentioned yet. Snapshot sights by 
12% over the next perk. It's at 26.2% usage on the vanilla version. Which it is worth noting is no longer acquirable. That is the old version of the ISL from the previous Trials of Osiris, which they changed the perk pools. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, interestingly, the next five perks after Snapshot Sites on the, the vanilla Eye of Soul, the exact same five that are currently most popular on the Adept version. So, people would rather have Snapshot, is the clear message here. But with Sans Snapshot, giving up on Snapshot in that first column, that they're, they're taking what they can get. Now we move to the second column. Again, talking about the adept first snapshot sites. Boom! Huge, huge, huge surprise. Uh, and then uh, trailing a little bit behind, opening shot also pretty popular at twenty two point eight percent, but nearly even with it is Vorpal weapon at twenty one point eight percent. So those super shutdown shots are still pretty popular, but I think people overall prefer the the snapshot. Um, looking at the vanilla version of the weapon, the people who have snapshot in that first column, I'm guessing are most likely to prefer opening shot. It's at 26.9% on the vanilla Eye of Soul. Um, so very popular. And then Vorpal Weapon would be the other choice at 21.4%. Now for the people who have the newer drops... Snapshot Sites, also very popular in this second trade slot. It's at 24.6% usage on the vanilla version. 26.9% on the uh, the Adept. So, not too surprising. Not a, not a ton of variety, but I, I'd say a lot of competition. A lot of choices in terms of what the ideal role is. Because there's a bunch of great perks on this gun. Yeah, uh, Bungie really... When, so when snipers came into D2, they were in the heavy slot. They universally gave them like less snappy feeling. Uh, they universally made them like feel a little bit more sluggish. And because of that, now people focus really hard on snapshot and they used to focus really hard on quick draw. Uh, and, and it's almost at a high level, a lot of people feel like it's basically a necessity to have a snapshot on your gun, which is really unfortunate that that's kind of the way it's gotten to. Um, you know, because there are other good perks that you could have in these in these columns, but pretty much a lot of people just feel like, you know, if you don't have high handling and snapshot, it's it's a waste of roll, which is a little bit of a bummer. But, uh, you know, we've sp we spent a good amount of time on sniper rifles now. Um, what I would like to point out is that we've gone over hand cannon, shotgun, sniper rifles, uh, and one scout rifle. Yeah. So if we want to find a different gun... That is not a hand cannon, shotgun, or sniper rifle. We have to go all the way down to number 20 in this ranking. It's number 19. Number 19 in the ranking. Sorry, number number 19 in the ranking. Uh, where we find Wardcliffe Coil. <laughs> Exotic rocket bum, launcher. Bum, bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the hilarious thing is like the usage is high, but the kills are way low. And it's just because people are putting something into their exotic slot, basically. Um, and so the usage is at 1.2%. The kills is at 0.68%. So as if anybody needed to guess what heavy weapon a majority of people running hand cannon shotgun or hand cannon sniper rifle were using, it is Wardcliffe Coil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So once again, uh, to no one's surprise, really just uh, absolutely confirming um, what we all, I think, were feeling if you are if you are just absolutely slaving yourself to uh what's popular what's effective what what the meta is <laughs> yeah 120 hand cannon Felwinter's lie or adored Wardcliffe coil boom you're all set you're good to go yeah, you're good to go so as far as other rocket launchers, we can talk about them pretty quickly here. Um, as far as other rocket launchers go, that's the only one in the top 50 for usage. Uh, <laughs> Bad Omens, Tomorrow's Answer, Code Duello, and Hezen Vengeance all round out. Uh, there's only five rocket launchers represented in the top 100, and those are all between um, 60 and 89. Uh, and rocket launchers make up 2.36% of the usage and 1.21% of the kills. So for the most part, they're just being equipped, and they're not really being being used a ton, which makes sense because heavy ammo is pretty scarce. 
uh, in the competitive playlist. So that kind of makes sense. So rocket launchers don't really need to be uh, to be talked about in in superb depth. I think for the most part they just sit in the slot. Uh, what's actually interesting is that the next most used gun uh, that is not any of the aforementioned is a fusion rifle. But it's not a normal fusion rifle, and it's not the one you'd expect. It's Jotun coming in at twenty one. Nerf Bastion. And I don't, yeah, and everybody was like, oh, but what about Bastion? Don't worry, Bastion's right behind it, down at yeah. 22. Uh, but that's actually really funny to me that in competitive, you have more people using Jotun than you do using Bastion. But uh, Or yeah, let's, or, let's... or Jotun for for certain oh, yeah. pronunciation Jotun. preferences. Yeah. So regardless, Jotun, right, is uh, <laughs> at 1.16% usage, 1.58%. Uh, percent of the kills bastion is the exact same usage 1.16 1.51 percent of the kills uh then in order to find a legendary you need look no further than glacioclasm at 35.67 percent of the usage 0.9 percent of the kills uh then it's a little bit before you find another legendary you got telesto at 36 arbalist at 49 uh, which, you know, Arbalist, arguably, not really a fusion rifle, a linear fusion rifle, but I think it might be the only linear fusion rifle on this list, so we're going to lump it in with this. Um, and then uh, in order to find another legendary, you have to go all the way down to Plug 1, which is at 74, Null Composure at 81, and Exile's Curse at 99. So uh, fusion rifles not particularly well represented uh, from a legendary perspective and only kind of moderately represented from from an exotic perspective, because most of the ones that are represented from exotics like function entirely different than actual fusion rifles do. Yeah. Uh, Jotun, Bastion, and Telesto are not really great examples of how fusion rifles work. Uh, and those are three of the four most popular ones. So. Well, I, I think what that says is that uh, the way that, that a normal fusion rifle works is mostly not well in the Crucible, um, except in very specific hands. And when you happen to find one of those people and you're using your 120 hand cannon and your shotgun, you get really upset. Because how dare they kill you with something that you're not using? And the interesting thing is, is like their total usage is 4.69 and their kills are 5.88. Uh, so clearly the people who are using them are doing well with them. Yeah. It's just almost no one is using them. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we can definitely... We can definitely take away from this that fusion rifles are probably at a relatively healthy place in the uh, overall meta. At least the uh, exotics are in terms of not being not being so high as to actually become oppressive, um, but still, you know, still being effective, still being something that is worth using, and that maybe for the right person, the right playstyle the right teammates is going to work out pretty well yeah um so fusion rifles don't need to labor on those too much uh if you want to go down low here in the like 25 to 35 range we start to finally see a little bit of variety yep uh, so at 25 we've got our first auto rifle which is chroma rush uh so if we want to look at auto rifles and how they're represented uh it's poorly is the answer um there's Chroma Rush is the highest one at 25. There's only two in the top 50, and it's Chroma Rush and Gnawing Hunger. Uh, Suros Regime comes in at 54. The Summoner at 70. False Promises at 83. Monte Carlo at 86. Sweet Business down at 90. Uh, they make up 3.2% of the usage, 3.6% of the kills. Uh, and really, uh, I, I can kind of echo what Chris was saying um, on the Fire Ranch podcast. He said, I think auto rifles are maybe a little under where we want them to be. Um, and auto rifles are a dangerous weapon to make good because they're such just obnoxious bullet hoses that it's really not fun to play in an auto rifle meta a ton. We've had two of those so far. Neither one were great. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty weak comparatively right now. You know, if Chroma Rush is your best option, which is a 720, Gnawing Hunger is a 600, and Gnawing Hunger is not even really a great gun at this point in time anymore. It's just a lot of people had very good roles and it was meta for such a long time. I feel like people got very comfortable with it. Uh, the only, you know... The only legendaries here, Suros Regime, Monte Carlo, Sweet Business, I don't think anybody would, would think that those are uh, overtly strong weapons in the current state of the game. So, little auto rifles a little on the weak side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just curious uh, to know what perks people are using um, 
with Chroma Rush since it's new. And so I just pulled the numbers on those. Uh, there's quite a bit of variety in the barrel column, but generally it's Corkscrew or Arrowhead, the, the two most popular by a few percentage points. In the, uh, the magazine column, Accurized. People want more range uh, at any cost, uh, which is a bit surprising to me because I honestly really feel like that gun feels a lot better if you pile stability onto it. But I agree with that. People, yeah. people will do what they're going to do. Uh, they want the range. Uh, and then in the first trade column, there's a, there's a fair amount of variety. Uh, you've got subsistence coming in top at 22.1%. Feeding Frenzy at 21.3% and Heating Up at 19.7%. So all perks that uh, sort of make a lot of sense on this gun, except for Feeding Frenzy, to me does not, unless you're pairing it with Kill Clip, um, which is reasonably popular at 23.4%. But the top choice and the perk that makes the most sense in the second trait slot is Rampage. 36.1% usage uh, on Chroma Rush. So... That makes a lot of sense to me. Rampage obviously pairs super well with subsistence uh, and also actually with heating up because you don't have to reload to trigger heating up. You just have to get a kill. So you trigger heating up and rampage and then you proceed to go on a rampage because suddenly the gun feels great. Yeah, pretty sure that those are the perks we recommended uh, during our breakdown anyways. I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chrome Rush, is a, Chrome Rush is a fine gun. It is definitely the strongest of the auto rifles that is in existence right now um it sucks that it comes in all the way down at 20 you know 25 but uh yeah kind of it is what it is yeah absolutely uh well next up we've got the messenger pulse rifle i know my my per my personal favorite i'm probably making up a, a solid percent of those kills uh with the messenger but yeah uh pulse rifles are pretty similar to auto rifles and that their representation just isn't really high there's a little bit more representation um You've got the Messenger at 26, Vigilance Wing at 29 as the, as the highest exotic, which I'm actually a little surprised with. I thought No Time to Explain would have been higher than that. Then you got Grid Skipper down at 38. Grid Skipper is a, a very strong weapon in the right hands. No Time to Explain at 41. The Adept Messenger at 43. Cold Denial still coming in at 82. Stars in Shadow at 91. And the Time Worn Spire at 95. So uh, they're, they're pretty heavy in the tail end of this top 100, but they're really not well represented uh in in the top 25 they're pretty well represented in the top 50 though you got five of them in between 26 and 43 uh and and the you know the usage is 4.3 percent total the kills are about five percent total so the people who are using them are doing all right with them um you know i personally find that uh pulse rifles in the current meta against 120s are a kind of high risk high reward style of weapon they have faster times to kill than the 120s, but the, the 120s are a lot easier to use than the 120s operate in the same range, right? So you're, so you've got some people who are like, I'm willing to take this gamble, particularly myself, right? But I, I spec into these builds a lot. They're willing to take this gamble of like, I'm going to go for a faster TTK, but my gun is going to be harder to use than the person who's shooting against me. Um, so I think that's how they're being used by a lot of people. I think the usage numbers back that up. And also I think the weapons that are the most chosen, I mean, there is not a great split here. It is high impacts and rapid fires. And that's pretty much it. The messenger, high impact. Grid skipper, rapid fire. No time to explain, high impact. Cold Nile, high impact. Stars and shadow, high impact. Time on spire, rapid fire. Uh, there is zero adaptive pulse rifles, zero lightweight pulse rifles uh, being shown in this at all, which I think anybody would say, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that's what's good right now for pulse rifles. Uh, and, and honestly, it's still, except with, I think, if you're specking into it hard, you just really love that type of weapon. It doesn't, they don't feel great right now, by and large. Yeah. Uh, Grid Skipper does feel pretty good, but I love pulse rifles. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, and, and I think... Uh... I mean, I think I feel the same way about Messenger too, right? But like, I'm running a build that is dependent upon Messenger. So it's not like, you know, if I if I wasn't using Le Monarch and Messenger and I was using something else, I, I don't know 
that I would justify uh, putting a pulse rifle into my hands in a competitive environment. You know, I yeah, I could maybe pair it with I could maybe pair no time to explain with glacioclasm or something like that. But you know, you you really have to think about doing that if if you want to go up a bunch of, against a bunch of one twenties in comp or anything. But uh, um, just because we are getting kind of near the end of our time limit we have for day, I think we should maybe just uh, speed these things up and kind of fly through the last couple. And we don't have a ton left. Uh, next up, everybody's favorite weapon: grenade launchers. Uh, Salvager Salvo coming in at a 30, uh, Truth Teller at 46, Wither Horde at 51, Ignition Code at 59, uh, and then we have two heavy grenade launchers, Memory Interdict at 77 and Blast Batu at 98. Uh, so if you are looking at grenade launcher usage, uh, even including the, the heavy weapons, it's a 2.47% and the kills are even lower at 1.90%. One thing I thought was interesting but not, I guess, not ultimately too surprising. Um, if you really think about it hard, the the kills on all of these grenade launchers are fairly significantly below the usage. So most people who are using them are not getting kills with them. Right. Um, and I think that's because it, you know it's a, it's a weapon that you use to prime. Yes. Most of the time, for most people, it's not a weapon that you're picking up kills with. Right, and that's part of what makes them so frustrating, right? Is the air burst damage, the splash damage from these grenade launchers. It does, it does 175 in splash damage, which is insane. That's way more damage than it really probably should be doing. They're very rewarding of near misses. Um, but even still, looking at the usage, they're just, you know, one out of every 50 people is slapping one of these things on. They're just, they're less popular than fusions. They're less popular than shotguns. They're less popular than snipers. They're less popular than pulse rifles, auto rifles, hand cannons like you know they're they're just not super popular i understand how incredibly frustrating they are to play against um i was talking to someone yesterday who was saying like playing one good grenade launcher user feels like playing three good shotgun users um and it was like yeah that that may be true uh but the fact of the matter is most people don't play grenade launchers well and that's almost even more frustrating because then you get killed by someone playing a grenade launcher badly who just randomly bounces a shot around a corner or airburst you or, you know, prox stets you or something like that. And it's almost even more frustrating. So I understand the yeah. frustration with grenade launchers. Uh, but regardless of all that, objectively, their usage numbers are still quite, quite low. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, rolling on down the list, we finally find a submachine gun at number 32 of the top 100. And uh, it's one we just just talked about very recently on this podcast, Shire's Wrath. Uh, and I think for very obvious reasons, it, it belongs up in that top slot um, among submachine guns. It's, uh, that's a good one. You know, I think if we were, uh, I think if we were looking at Quick Play or 6v6, we'd see this higher up. Um, Shire's Wrath actually brings up the first and the last because the Adept one <laughs> is number 87 in terms ah, of the rank. Yep. Um, so you <laughs> But yeah, Shire's Wrath is much, much more of a 6v6 weapon than it is a 3v3 or competitive weapon. Uh, submachine guns just in general are much more of a 6v6 weapon. So you've got the Ikelos SMG at 48. Those are the only two in the top 50. Uh, then you've got Risk Runner as the only exotic making the list, which I'm actually kind of surprised with. I would have thought for sure Teraba would have been up here because Teraba is really, really strong in the right hands. Maybe even the Huckleberry would be up here, but they're not. you got Multi-Mock and then Shire's Wrath Adept, and that's it. 1.92% of the usage, 1.99% of the kills in the top 100. Only five submachine guns represented. Yeah, uh, you know, I was trying to use uh, SMGs on PC in Crucible the other day, and I just, I mean, let's just say that I lost really badly three matches in a row. And, and not even like, I don't even know if I lost all the matches, but like I as a player <laughs> just lost um i got just absolutely shat upon uh so i was i was rather disheartened by that i may try them again on console uh with a broader player base and um maybe a slightly less sweaty crowd uh we'll, we'll give them another shot but it's going to take me a week to recover mentally from being completely ineffective all right 
Moving on from SMGs, uh, we have a single bow in the entire top 100. Oh, just the one bow, and what it's could Lamonarch. it be? Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, I spoiled it. I, I didn't <laughs> want did. to do the drum roll thing. No, nope. it's it's Lamonarch at yeah. 40, which no I'm probably. Yeah, I'm probably. I've been trying to get that number up. I've been trying to convince people to use Lamonarch, uh, but I, I don't think it's catching on too well, which is unfortunate. But yeah, so that's that's really the only option. Um, Moving on from bows, I mean, geez, we're like running out of weapons here to talk about. We've got a sword. Uh, We've got Black Talon cracking the top 50. I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, It's at number 45. I know what to make of it. It's sword peaking and trials. Uh, That's literally what it is. Yeah, Black Talon, Quick Fang, Fallen Guillotine. Yeah, it's the the number 100 weapon is Fallen Guillotine. At uh yeah, 0.83% usage for kill or for usage, 0.47% kills. Yeah, it's for three peaking and trials. And, oh my uh, goodness. These will probably all fall out of the top one hundred uh when they finally fix the three peaking thing, I think in season fifteen. So fair enough. Um well the next the next uh weapon we haven't seen before is also heavy, the air apparent machine gun. I've actually been seeing this more and more often. Lately, it seems like it's creeping up slowly. People have started to realize that that shield is pretty much unbreakable if you don't have a super. Yeah. I have hit a full burst of fusion rifle into someone's shield and not had it break. Like, and you can keep that shield spun up indefinitely if you even have one shot in your air apparent. It's actually very, very frustrating to play against. Like, thankfully, heavy ammo is not really, you know, common. So it's not super problematic yet. But like, when someone gets an air apparent, it is really frustrating to play against them. Yeah, because it actually kills very quickly too. It does. Like it's, you know, it, when it's spun up, it will it will shred you if you are out there in the open. Like really, the only thing you can do is you can like bait them and just hope that you have enough people there to team shot them or that you can super them. That's pretty much all you can do. Yeah, I I mostly at this point just try to run away and uh, wait for my super or find find a teammate with a super uh, and hope that they activate it and get the kill because uh, there's. There's nothing you can do. Fortunately, uh, you know, if they're keeping it spun up, they probably aren't sprinting after you, so it's all good. Um, yeah, and it's not like machine guns are really a big problem. 0.98% of the usage, 0.64% of the kills. Uh, as always with all heavy weapons, their usage Half of it is, is hair apparent. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of it is just sitting in a, in a slot and doing everything. So uh, that pretty much rounds out the top 50, right? Yeah. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, but that bodes very poorly for sidearms i mean is that am i am i incorrect did we miss a sidearm at some point in time during all this no the the highest ranked sidearm is the last dance at rank 67 yeah with 0.28 percent of usage and 0.28 percent of kills then cryosthesia at 73 drang at 75 i'm really surprised to see drang so low the keening at 93 and lonesome at 97 sidearms 1.1 percent usage 1.15 percent kills they are just not tremendously popular which is interesting to me because i find sidearms on the right hand to be extremely extremely potent i i much prefer sidearms to submachine guns um which you know i guess maybe that makes us outliers i don't know um although i my my favorite sidearms are not not appeared on this list at this time so uh used to be the last dance was one of my favorite sidearms though so i guess i can i can take that one but I think I think part of the reason that the last dance is significantly higher is that it was available for a very long time. A lot of people were able to to collect good rolls. It was easy to just get drops. Um Drang, I think I mean you pretty much had to go run menagerie if you wanted to farm Drang. So uh if you didn't do that, you kinda missed out. Yeah. Unless you're running the base the base Drang, which is not as good as the new Drang. There it is, guys. That's the PvP meta. I'm pretty sure we covered every type of weapon. Uh, so basically what's coming down to is sidearms are the least popular. Hand cannons uh, and shotguns and snipers are the most popular. No one at all surprised with that. So uh, I hope this was informative. I hope you guys were able to use these numbers to win some arguments on Twitter or uh, in your clans or anything like that. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We both have to run since we're recording this on a Friday morning on our workday. And, uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye. All right, peace.